Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It's Tuesday. I'm just finally waking up. Worked another overnight last night. Is what it is. I didn't last very long on the Saturday or the Sunday overnight just because I was exhausted. I went out and watched the football games at Permantis. And um, so I got like seven hours of sleep, but it was after an overnight of lifting um, heavy dog food bags and cat food bags and just doing a lot of steps, you know, probably like 30,000 steps over the course of an, I think I went eight and a half hours on my shift um, Saturday night. So, I mean, for an old dude like me, it does get a little bit tiring unless you really like, I like load up on Tylenol PMs and I make myself sleep more than eight hours, you know, especially if I'm going back to work. I'm hoping to actually pick up a shift. Uh, It gets busier between Thanksgiving and um, Christmas and really the end of the year at Chewy. So I'm hoping to pick up more shifts, maybe even this week, because um, it's been pretty busy. There was a lot of busy lines last night um, when I worked. So, yeah, when I woke up, I was kind of groggy. Even for like I woke up early and I was going to do some stuff around the house and then I fell back asleep. And by the time the Pirates game started, I was pretty groggy. But getting to the Pirates, first of all, um, Three Rivers Apparel. Check them out on Twitter. It's just all one word, the letter three or the number three Rivers Apparel uh, on Twitter and just DM them with an idea of T-shirts or just yeah, check out, you know, friend them, check out their site. Um, they have cool Steelers, Pirates. They have some fun, like funny pirate stuff. But they're also working on like a cruise and a Rowanzi shirt as well. Um, and they have um, just Pittsburgh stuff, you know. So Three Rivers Apparel, check it out. Um, so yeah, the Pirates have won two games in a row. I'm assuming they closed this game out. It's 6-1 to one in the ninth inning when I came out here. And I'm um, thinking about these games. Like the biggest thing with these games, just... Going beyond Oviedo and um, Bryce Wilson, um, because I'm not so sure that those guys will be solid starters in their careers. Um, Oviedo did a nice job today, changing speeds and throwing strikes. Um, but he was playing against the Cincinnati Reds in a September game that really didn't mean anything. So, And it was a nice feel-good story for him. He went five shutout innings, only gave up one hit. It was a nice game, but I don't know that those guys are going to be part of the rotation next year. Um, And I know that Thompson is most likely not going to be part of the rotation next year because every time you bring him in, you know, he has trouble. So um, the guys that I'm looking at to start the rotation, I mean, it's got to be Rowanzi Contreras. um, It's got to be Mitch Keller. And it's got to be Brubaker. And if there's another guy in there that's been doing well, I'm not sure who it is, you know, but I know that they're going to be waiting for um, Burroughs and Priester to come up and, you know, kind of round out that rotation. So that's when you're going to see other guys like Oviedo at least get a shot, you know, for a possible extended period of time. But yeah, what I was going to say is the starting pitching was nice, but what really stuck out to me in these two games is they played really solid baseball, you know, and Brian Reynolds and um, Key Brian Hayes both played really well. Reynolds, I think, had four or five hits and a home run. Hayes had four hits and a home run, a double in there. I mean, uh, those guys, when they're going, well, you really need those guys to be going 
you know, for this team to have any chance to beat like a decent team like the Cardinals or the Brewers or even the Cubs, you know, um, the way they've been coming around. So, you know, you really need those guys to get going. And it's been another rough year for Hayes, um, who really sees his OPS in the mid 600s. And he's really got to get it up to 700 to where he's league average, you know. It doesn't have to be higher than that. It'd be nice if it was higher than that, but Key Brian Hayes really needs to get that OPS up to league average. And when you see him turn on um, a ball like he did for his home run in this um, first half of the Cincinnati doubleheader, um, you could see that, you know, he seems like he's coming around. And then his double down the line was also, he was on that ball, you know. Um, But for me, like the key going into next year, and the guy who's been playing this week, who might be a key for next year, is Cal Mitchell. I've mentioned him off and on, um, but he had another big game today, and he turned on a home run today, which was really nice to see. Um, Cal Mitchell is a really good guy. You know, he's a guy that everybody in Pittsburgh likes to root for. He was a second round pick, and then he was the forgotten man, right? He got disrespected by not being added to the 40 man roster this offseason. And they likely would have lost him if they would have had a Rule 5 draft. Um, It's hard to say, you know, likely, but they, you know, somebody might have wanted to pick up Cal Mitchell because he was a second-round talent and he was available in the Rule 5 draft. And Cal Mitchell has really matured this year. Um, He came up in the major leagues. He did okay his first few games, and then he went into a real cold spell. Not unlike um, Jack Sawinski's cold spell. But when Cal Mitchell got sent down, um, unlike really both Cruz and Sawinski, he lit up the minor leagues. You know, he did what he had to do. You know, he didn't get down on himself. He worked hard. He batted like 380 down there or something like that. And since he's come back up, man, his approach at the plate has been really good. Um, So for me... I would probably have Cal Mitchell DH, which I've mentioned this, you know, in nauseam many times on my podcast. But um, if you play him in the corner outfield, I guess I'm okay with that. I mean, if they're going to let Gamble go and play Cal Mitchell in the corner outfield, I guess I'm all right with it. It's just the fact that um, he's he's never going to get any outfield assists. You know, he can't really throw the ball on a line with any kind of mustard on it to home plate. So... It's just going to have to be about him hitting the cutoff man. And, you know, you teach him that, always hit the cutoff man, you know, and then let that guy do it. Um, That's why I would actually play him in in right field because if he could hit O'Neill Cruz and O'Neill Cruz can turn around and throw, you know, 100 miles an hour to the plate, that would be an interesting plan with Cal Mitchell, you know, because his bat is starting to come around and you at least want to see if maybe – He can do it on a consistent basis in the major leagues, you know. He's really earned that right to be um, an everyday starter next year. Now, um, spring training sometimes decides some of that, you know. Like if he came out and had a really cold spring training, you know. Like last year, Diego Castillo lit the world on fire in spring training. But then he was just just didn't hit enough in the major leagues to be, um, you know, considered someone you could have on your team. Um, Bly Madris was DFA'd, so he's not going to be on the team next year, I don't think. I mean, he'll be he'll be sent back to the minor leagues, and I'm pretty sure he's going to clear waivers. But 
I just don't know if you're ever going to see him again, you know? Diego Castillo, I kind of get the feeling that he's going to at least get one more chance next year, you know? Especially if he has another hot spring. Um, he could be that um, the guy who kind of jumps around the infield and the outfield. Um, but Cal Mitchell has, you know, he is the one guy. When I always talk about, you know, how you're putting together this team, he's the one guy that's jumped out to me that could be an everyday major league player. And the one guy who's fallen back a little bit has been um, Jack Sawinski. But you know what? And this is just me. Like, um, you might as well play Jack Sawinski and Cal Mitchell for a full year together in the outfield with Brian Reynolds. I mean, I think Brian Reynolds will at least be back for the first half of next year. I think that there's a possibility that they flip him at the deadline. It probably depends on a lot of things, you know. First of all, you know, is he hot enough that you can get something really good back? Um, Second of all, do you have any other outfielders that are coming around, you know? And that could be like G1 Bay, maybe um, looking like a center fielder. Um, That could be um, someone like Matt Gorski coming around as an outfielder. You never know what could happen from year to year. I mean, uh, Matt Frazier might even come around and just light it up in the first half of double A next year. You never know. Now, I don't know if they have to protect Matt Frazier. Um, And if they do, they're probably not going to. I wouldn't think, you know. It's a really tough call, you know. He was the MVP of high A last year. And he just hasn't played well this year. Do you protect Matt Frazier, you know? And I wonder if they have to protect someone like, um, I'm trying to think of that other guy that they got in the trade. Um, Connor Scott, yeah, do you protect someone like him, you know? I wouldn't think, it's a tough call, right? Like, I wouldn't think that you protect either of those guys, you know, because they really don't project as a, um, as a major league talent from what I can see, you know? Like, they're all pretty good. But, you know, do you, do you spend a roster spot on those guys if you have to? I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so, you know. If somebody else wants to pick them up and play either one of those guys all, on the roster the entire year next year, have at it. Because I just don't see that happening, you know. And that's probably the same reason why they didn't protect Cal Mitchell is because, you know, they didn't think someone would have him on their roster for an entire year because it's really tough to protect um, – so to hide someone like that on your roster. I mean, someone who's not quite ready. So um, the, the Rule 5 draft, I was looking at it this year, and I'm not real concerned about it because most of the guys that I'm looking at are not um, – they're not really people that will be picked up. You know what I mean? They're not really worthy of a roster spot. I mean, you did open up one roster spot in um, DFAing Bly Madris, and that's one that you had to do, you know? As far as other work there, I mean, they've, they've already gotten rid of um, Yoshi, and they've already gotten rid of Van Meter, and now they've gotten rid of Bly Madras. So the real terrible guys, at least from the tip of my tongue, have been gone. They're gone. You know, they're not on the team anymore. And like I said, Diego Castillo, I think they're going to give one more chance. He's already on the 40-man, you know. They possibly could... DFA him and get him back off the 40 man but at this point I don't know like with the where he is in his career I don't know if that makes sense you know just bring him back let him sink or swim for real next year in a um 
you know, in a utility role because he has shown the ability to pop one, you know. So you could bring him off the bench in the ninth inning as a pinch hitter when you really need a home run. You know, you're down five to three. It's two outs, and there's a guy on first, you know. You really need a home, a tying home run. That's when you bring in a guy like Diego Castillo, you know, and you give him a start against maybe a pitcher that he might not do too bad about. You know, you give him a start here and there. But as far as having him on the team, I think he's earned that, you know, just with, not with if you look at his OPS, which is awful. Not with that, but the fact that he was able to hit all those home runs, you know, and the ability to pop a home run like that uh, is helpful to a team, you know, later in the innings and in games, you know. And I'm just, I'm not to that point yet, you know, that I can project this team winning more games next year than this year. Uh, they're making a run at 60 wins this year. I think they would really like to win 60. I think they got 53 today. Uh, but they, they're heading out to the New York Mets and the New York Yankees. And like I said, anything can happen. They usually play pretty well against the Mets. But um, that's that's a pretty tough stretch, you know. So every win they can get is key. And I think today they got their 53rd win. But, you know, are they going to win more games next year? Well, those three starters that I mentioned have actually gotten stronger as the year went on. You know, Roanti Contreras is your ace going into next year. Um, then you have Mitch Keller, and then you have um, JT Brubaker. And those guys should all be back, you know. I think it's actually year one of arbitration for both Mitch Keller and Brubaker. So, you know, they're actually going to make a little money next year. So good for them, you know. They've earned that. Um, and then after that, like I said, I'm not confident in Oviedo. I'm not confident in um, Thompson. I'm not confident in Bryce Wilson, you know. And anybody else that could be coming back, I can't really think of anybody that I would trust as a starter, you know. Like, I don't think they're going to start Will Crow again. So, I don't know. Like I said, they're just going to... You know what it could be? They could sign... They could keep one of those guys, like Bryce Wilson, which wouldn't be a shock. And, you know, they're going to start Oviedo as well here and there. But they're certainly going to sign a veteran flip guy again you know they've actually done that every year and unfortunately if they would have kept those guys I think Thompson had another great game for the um, Dodgers last night if they would have actually kept those guys they would have a really solid um, rotation Uh, I think it was um, well you know it was Quintana this year and I don't remember what the dude's name was but the guy they flipped for pretty much garbage And now he's a really, really good pitcher for um, the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, I'm going to have to look this up because um, I'm at Chewy last night and I'm looking at the games and I'm like, man, that guy threw another good start. Uh, Let's see. The Dodgers won six to nothing last night and Tyler Anderson got how far did he go into the game? I mean, he pitched really good, you know, seven innings. No runs, five hits, two walks. So Tyler Anderson has a 262 ERA. Get this. He's 15 and three for the Dodgers with a 262 ERA. If you want to know why people, you know, get pissed at the Pirates, it's how many guys like this that they just give away, you know? Like they could have signed Tyler Anderson during the season, maybe, 
I'm sure, you know, he could have gave it a shot, you know. They could have signed Tyler Anderson to a three- or four-year deal. And people brought it up, but they never made him an offer. They just flipped him for garbage. And the fact that he's 15-3 and three with a 262 ERA, you know. Like, he might even be better than that guy on San Diego, you know, Joe Musgrove. He's having a better year than Garrett Cole. He's having a better year than Jamison Talion, you know. Tyler Anderson, 15-3 and three with a 262 ERA. You know, and that's why the Pirates are frustrating. And that's why I don't think that they're going to make it out of last place next year. I haven't figured out, you know, the amount of wins that they're going to get. And it certainly is going to be fun watching Cal Mitchell, you know, get a full season in. Um, You know, if he stays hitting okay. And you'll see O'Neill Cruz get a full season in. And you'll see Roanzi Contreras, you know, as long as his health is good, get a full season in, you know. So it'll be fun watching those guys. And as far as the guys that are going to come up next year, there's some fun ones, right? And some talented ones, you know. Probably the most talented one I can think of is Michael Burrows. And that's because he was named in the um, in the rookie game or whatever. Um, rookie All-Star game or whatever. The Futures game, I guess they call it. He was named best curveball and best fastball in that game, you know. So, yeah, that says a lot, you know. I mean, he's the real deal. Um, You're probably going to see him hopefully come up for like three or four innings somewhere towards the end of the year. But number one, Michael Burrows. Um, We're looking forward to watching him next year. And they probably won't bring him up till July because you got to worry about his um, status, you know. And they made a mistake with Roanzi Contreras by bringing him up and having to send him back down to protect that status. And I don't think they'll make that mistake again with Michael Burrows. So I think you'll see him full year um, starting in the middle of July, you know. Uh, And that way they get his full season, they get his Super 2, they get all that, you know. And potentially, you know, it really depends on how this guy does um, in the Arizona Fall League and next year. But potentially, you could bring up um, uh, Quinn Priester at the same time, you know. That'll be fun, you know. I don't know if it's going to give you a lot more wins, you know, because I still have a lot of questions about the lineup. I think the Reds will be better next year, and I think the Cubs will be better next year. And the only team I see really taking a step back in the division is probably the Brewers. They're already falling back a little bit, you know. And they may have um, some pitchers that they lose in free agency this year. We'll have to see. But um, it's going to be tough, you know. I don't see this team escaping the the cellar next year, the basement. Um, but I do possibly see them winning more games. I just don't know yet, you know. And I just have to see how the offseason unfolds, you know. Um, but those guys will be a help to the rotation when they come up. And as far as guys that might help the lineup, um, it's guys that we talked about, like Jiwan Bay. You know, if they do trade Reynolds, if Jiwan Bay hits next year, and they do trade Reynolds at the deadline. And they play Jiwan Bay a lot in center field. You know, that's a guy that, that'll be interesting, you know. Does he play in a good enough center field to be in the plans? Because what I've heard from his bat is pretty good. Um, and then some of these guys they're going to try. Another center fielder they're going to try probably is Travis Swaggerty. Um, he's already on the 40, man, you know. Um, he's a good defender out there, but I don't think he'll hit enough. Like Marcano, you know, good defender, doesn't hit enough to be a regular, you know. 
But they're not going to waive Marcano. You know, Marcano will be back. Um, they just sent him down, I think, over the last couple days. Uh, let's see. So, other guys you might see towards the end of next year. Um, Lyover Paguero. He's been slumping the second half of this year. Um, but he might come up as a DH at some point during the year. And then Nick the Stick Gonzalez, I would think, would come up to get a shot at second base, you know, as long as he's hitting decent next year. So that's why people thought 2023 might be a good year. You know, I'm not going to go as far as saying that, but they might get a few more wins next year um, because the starting pitching might be a little more solid, you know. The bullpen might not be as good, but the starting pitching might be a little more solid. And the hitting can't be much worse, you know. (laughs) I mean... They're last in the National League in runs this year, you know. So if you get a full year of O'Neill Cruz and Cal Mitchell and those guys hit, you know, those guys come up and hit, um, then, yeah, you know, you're looking at more wins next year. But I think um, I think you'll see Nick some point next year and Lyover Paguero at some point next year. And you might even see a Matt Gorski at some point next year. So, yeah, it'll be a fun year, you know. Like, sometimes I get down on this team. Sometimes I just get tired of doing pirate stuff, you know. It's usually when I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I can't think of anything else to talk about with the Pittsburgh Pirates. But, no, next year should be should be a fun year, you know. There's going to be a lot of these young guys that we're at least going to get to see. And they should do better than the young guys this year. Um, that I think there was three of them that had OPSs in the 500s, you know. And that's not even counting the hodgepodge of catchers that we saw this year. So, enjoy the second half of tonight's doubleheader if you're, watch, if you're listening to this this afternoon. If not, let's see how they do against in New York, you know. The Pirates are heading to New York City. Good for them, you know, to play the Yankees and the Mets. Peace out.